Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. You know, as, as Pastor Ari, before I de- delve into the message, as Pastor Ari was doing the introduction, and she mentioned how powerful the Word of God is, I remembered that um, I was in a meeting kind of like this, um, when I was still on campus. And I remember sitting in that meeting, I, like, I just came for the fellowship. I, I came because I was the papa of the fellowship. You understand? Where, you, where the fellowship happens and you're the leader and you somehow have to show up. You don't have an option, you, you know? If I had an option, if I wasn't the leader, I would not be in that meeting. I wasn't really interested in what was going on i like i I just showed up i was in the room i was in the room and so um apostle mose i didn't know him he just came to teach Uh, this interesting preacher shows up he's dressed in jeans he's come with i think he came with pastor roxana and i'm at campus i'm like oh yeah we've had the preachers let's wait for what he has to say and and he started preaching Look, I, I don't remember exactly what he taught, okay? All I know is that by the end of the teaching, God had convicted my heart to start following him. By the end of the teaching. And it is because of that teaching that my life has turned out the way it is today. It is because I was in that room. It's because I was seated in that. Even when I didn't feel like it, God had arranged something supernatural and special for me in that room. And because I took the step to be in that room, my life has completely, completely been transformed. And so you may be in this room. You're seated. You came expecting to hear Apostle Mose preaching. Huh? You came. You are like, you know, someone sent me a message. I'm coming to Nalia tomorrow. I want to hear Apostle Mose teach. I'm like, you're welcome. Please come. Come. <laughs> come. Yeah. Maybe someone dragged you here. They said, that. Maybe someone has shared with you the link. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. And, and you're seated there. Look, I can guarantee you. You see, when Jesus says, he tells his disciples that the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. You may not know how it works, but because you're in the room and you are hearing the word, it is going to work in your life because it is living and it is active. Oh yeah, it is living and it is active. That's why you need to encourage people to come in the room. In the room. Something happens. Something happens. And so today, I, yeah, I know in the depth of my soul that your life <laughs> is not going to be the same. Oh yeah, it's not. Not because I'm here, but because the word of God is going to come forth from this place this morning. Amen. We've been talking about honor. Honor, 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 honor. Last week we talked about honor and the blessing. Yeah, the blessing. I'm a blessed man. 
That's why I'm called Blesso, Blessed Ivan. Some people think that's a name that my parents gave me. Uh, well, yes, <laughs> it is my name. I was reading Psalm chapter 1, and it occurred to me one day that, that, that I am the person they are talking about. And I went and I told people, from today, my name is Blessed. Because Blessed is the man. <laughs> Walks not according in the counsel of the ungodly. No stands in the path of sinners. No sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he doth shall prosper. Yeah, it occurred to me I am that person. And I went and told my friends from today. My name is Blessed Ivan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the origin of the name. Please don't think it's over what. <laughs> that's the origin of You're also blessed, you know. Yeah, you're blessed. It's true. <laughs> you know, like how Apostle says he's the most loved person on this planet. Yeah, I'm also the most blessed person on this planet. <laughs> Yeah, so we've been talking about, last week we talked about honoring the blessing. We've talked about honoring your spiritual parents. Pastor B3 taught a powerful, people are booking things, most blessed and loved. Any other one is most blessed, most loved, most glorious. <laughs> Anywho, so we, we talked about um, honoring your spiritual parents. Pastor B3 taught a very powerful sermon. You should look for it and listen to it on the Worship Harvest platforms. We talked about what honor is, the fact that we honor God um, with our substance. Um, yeah, so we've, we've talked about all those things. And today we continue with our series, Honor. And today we are going to talk about honor and the anointing. Honor and the anointing. By the way, if you haven't yet gotten yourself a copy of this book, the principle and practice of honor, you need to get it. It's a very, very powerful book. Um, it's, when I think about it, uh, recently we're in a certain country that starts with a certain letter of the alphabet. And it has come out. <laughs> and, and this book was translated to German. To German. Yeah, we were just there and then Apostle was blessed with a book in German. So, um, if you haven't gotten this book, look, people abroad are reading it. People everywhere on the globe are reading it. Yeah, by the way, for some, for some of you, you need to translate this book into languages where you are, into French, into Luganda, because people need to hear this message. God, God wants to elevate the church. God wants to bless the church, and he has given us this teaching, this word to elevate us. And so, uh, the thing I'm going to teach is from this book. So, uh, sit back, relax, enjoy. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about honor and the anointing. Um, I, I started, I start, I, we planted Worship Harvest Makere in 2018. Before then, I was here in Worship Harvest Nalia. Uh, we had done, uh, we were leading different things together with my wife. And so I planted Worship Harvest Makere and in my mind, I thought, in my mind, I thought that just because I've planted the church, okay, 
it is going to flourish. As from a, as from worship of Esnalia, uh, our giving was always a certain figure. Uh, people used to come. We had we had a building. We had all that stuff. And so I go to worship of Esmakere, and I come up with a budget. Uh, the budget was an interesting figure. Uh, it was somewhere in the tunes of I think two hundred something million shillings. And we go and find a, a place to rent where they, were, they wanted to charge us four million shillings a, a Sunday. Um, and I, I, told, I came and told the apostle, Apostle, I think we can raise that money. Yeah, yeah. four million shillings a Sunday. Yeah, easy pizza. Yeah, let us take the place. And I think he looked at me and he saw zeal and passion <laughs> without much knowledge. And he said, uh, Well, I think you might want to grow into this, but let, let's, let's try and find another venue. So we find another place. We start the church, and, and Worship Harvest Makere um, um, starts in 2018. We had a big launch, many people. And then, two years or so down the road, the church that we launched with, I think we had like 273 people at our launch had a maximum number of about 50 people yeah attending physically on the database who were 63 oh yeah uh that church <laughs> this person that you see here i used to think that doing the things that people like apostle do are obvious huh? yeah I just give you the microphone you start my dear <laughs> Yeah, two years into pastoring, it occurred to me that pastoring is not obvious. It is not just a human act. It's not a work of man. And so, um, about that time, I, in lockdown, Apostle started teaching us about honor. Started teaching us about honor, about honor. And I realized that my life was struggling, not because God wanted my life to struggle, but because they, there was something I had not yet accessed and received to enable me move and flourish and grow as, as a pastor and as a leader and as a husband and as the person that God had created me to be. And so um, about that time when we, are, when, when we are taught about honor, my wife and I start practicing the principle. Um, we start honoring our parents we start honoring doing our best on our spiritual parents um we start doing all those things and when we started doing that my heart you know up to until that point i used to look at apostle mose and think god forbid but i used to think yeah as in we sit in the same room um he often drives me in his car i've gone to his home um yeah. I've lived close to his home in Chitukutwe. Um, I like, yeah, I, we, we stand on the same platform. Up to until that point, it had never occurred to me who he is. It had never. It had never occurred to me that the person I am dealing with is an anointed man of God. In my head, I perceived him different. And so when we started, so when, they, when we started honoring and practicing this principle, something shifted in my heart. I can't point you to the day it shifted, but I know something shifted in my heart. And so when, when that thing shifted in my heart, 
I, I went and got Apostle Moses' sermons. Because, you know, I, I had heard him preach those sermons many, many times. I sat in the room, in the what, in different places. But they never did certain things for me. So I got those sermons when that thing shifted in my heart. I got those sermons and I started listening to them. I started listening to a sermon of Apostle Mose every day, at least thrice. I would I'd listen to the same sermon three times every day for like, for like a month or so. When I started doing that, I started seeing certain things that I had not seen before in my life. One time, I had gone to lead a prayer meeting at the spot in Worship Harvest Makere. And you know how Apostle comes here during floor prayer and he's leading a prayer meeting and for three hours. My dear, leading a prayer meeting for three hours. Hmm. It's not a joking subject now. Yeah, so I went and opened my Bible. I opened Psalm 23. I'd been reading Psalm 23 from childhood. But that day when I opened my Bible, Psalm 23 was, was something new. It was different. I was seeing things in the scriptures that I had never seen before in that Psalm. And I led a prayer meeting for three hours from two verses. Yeah, verse 1 and verse 2. That's where we ended. We could not, even when I wanted to continue, I, like I would want to move. I had a plan, but the plan was not working because I was seeing things in the scriptures that I had not seen before. Now, if, if you know Apostle Mose, one of the things that he has, the anointings that he carries is the anointing to teach. You can open the Bible in any place and he will start teaching from there. And so I started seeing a bit of that effect in my life. My teaching changed completely. Hmm. So, Worship Harvest Makere is a church full of students. We didn't have property and we did not have any plans as of that point to, to do what? To buy property. But then Apostle Moses gave a word one time. One time he gave a word from I think First Chronicles 17.9 or 7.9, one of those, about us being established as a church and finding a home and place for our own. He posted it on the location pastor's group. I, I, I started, yeah, it's there, First Chronicles 17.9. And I got that word. When he spoke that word, remember, my heart had shifted. I no longer just saw him as, as just a normal person. Yeah. My heart had shifted. So when he gave that word, I said, Worship of Esmakeri, we are going to get land. I started talking about it. I started telling people about it. I got everyone at my location, every leader, to listen and do the Apmo challenge for 30 days. Listen to a, a podcast of Apostle Mose every day for 30 days. And those who did not want, yeah, you miss one day, you're off the group. Stuff like that. Small, small discipline. And so, um, through that time, some, like I had this witness. I don't know how to explain it to you. But I had a witness in my heart that we are going to get land. Now, land in Makere is not cheap. Okay? And our location is majorly f is full of students. And Worship Harvest was not planning to purchase land in Makere at any one point. But it, this year, this year rather, this year. I mean, we're going to get it, but maybe not this year. So, because something had shifted in my heart, okay, and I'd received this word as if God had spoken to me. A few weeks ago, a few months ago, 
Worship Harvest Makere started meeting on its own property. Of course, the whole of Worship Harvest contributed to it and is contributing to it. But it, it had to take something in my spirit, in my heart, to get, to get that word and believe it and run with it. In the last one year, between June and June this year, my income has doubled, more than doubled. More than my monthly income has more than more than doubled. Now, you can want to explain these things away in certain ways. My our location has grown. We have over 600 people now from the 60 something we were. We we have committed leaders. What like something shifted because I chose to honor the anointing and because we chose to honor the anointing a certain grace and anointing was released in our ministry in our lives in our marriage that has made our life completely different you might be struggling in your life you might be stuck in your business you might be hustling in your marriage could it be, could it be, just could it be that you have not yet received, and we're going to see the scripture, could it be that you have not yet received the anointed and his anointing that God has placed in your midst? Because I was struggling in Makere, not because God wanted me to struggle, but because I had not honored and because I had not accessed a certain level of the anointing to operate in my life. The scripture in Matthew 10, 40 to 42 says, we read aloud together, says, he who receives you, receives me. I don't hear you reading. And he who receives me, receives him who did what? Who sent me? He who receives a prophet in the name of a what? Of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Take me back to verse 40. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he's telling them, look, he who receives you, he's sending them out two by two to go and minister and do all those things. And he's telling, he's telling them that he who receives you receives me. In other words, Many people want to receive God. Many people want to receive the Holy Spirit. Many people want to receive the gifts and the things that God comes with. But we do not want to receive the people that God has sent to us. Look, God is not going to show up to you in a fire. Okay, or in, or in some random type of wind or something. Okay, you're there, you're waiting for the spectacular. You're waiting for lightning. You're waiting for a writing on the wall. Yeah? You're waiting for a pillar of fire, a cloud. You're waiting for thunder. You're waiting for your room to shake. Behold. Look, look. God, I mean, he can, but I can tell you those are rare occurrences, even in the scriptures. God, in his wisdom, has decided that 
saying those words. That's why they are in quotations. He says, he who receives you, receives me. He's telling the disciples that when I send you to do my mission, whoever receives you is receiving me. So yes, you want to receive God. Yes, you want to receive the gifts, the, the, everything that God is. But are you receiving the people he has sent you? Because in his wisdom, that's why Paul writes and says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. He has sent you an earthen vessel. He has sent you an earthen vessel. He who receives you. Does what? Receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. One time Pastor Angela said that I, we must settle it in our hearts. Okay? That certain people are called of God. Yeah. You must settle it in your heart. Otherwise, how do you explain all these results? How? <laughs> you, and once you settle it in your heart, then you need to act on it. He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. Someone sent them. They didn't just come by the, out of nowhere. They didn't just wake up and say, I think the best thing to do with my life is to become a pastor and to plant a church. No. God sends you people. And in, when you receive the people God has sent you, you are receiving him who has sent them to you. So it says, he who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. The next verse says, he who receives a prophet, in the name of a prophet, shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man, in the name of a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. In other words, it's not just enough to receive them, but it matters how you receive them. Oh yeah, it matters how you receive them. You see, up to until that point when Apostle taught us about honor, that's why I like worship harvest. We are taught, because at times we do things not because we are bad people, but because we don't, we don't know. We are ignorant. And the Bible says that my people perish due to lack of knowledge. And so there I was perishing. Because I lacked knowledge. And when I was taught, I was, I'm glad I received the message and acted on it. Because up to until that point, I received Apostle Moses, the same person, as a friend. Mm -hmm. As a friend. And you know what? When you receive a person as a friend, what do you get? A friend's reward. And boy, did I have the friend's reward. <laughs> Oh yeah, we would love, enjoy all the kebit, all the food, drive around. What? Yeah, I was receiving the reward of a friend. Uh -uh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not that I had not received him. No, I had received him, but yeah, but I had received him as a friend. Mm hmm. I'm watching my clock. It is my friend. I received him as a friend. <laughs> I'm receiving the clock as my friend. 
<laughs> you can choose to receive him as your brother. You can choose to receive him as your boss. Because for me, I actually worked in worship harvest. And you receive the boss's reward. You, will choose, you, you can choose to receive him <laughs> as, as a husband. Of course, not every one of us, okay? Yeah. It's just, it's just. Please don't choose, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you see, you, you can choose to receive him as just some good guy who cracks nice jokes when he's teaching. And look, as I use Apostle Mose as the example, uh, you can take this to any level. Your zonal pastor, your mission or community leader, your huddle leader, your location pastor, your network leader. If you're tuning in and you're not from Worship Harvest, that is your pastor. Like, I'm just using Apostle Mose right now, but you can use any of those examples. Because how you re- when you receive them as a friend, you get the friend's reward. You receive them as a brother, you get the brother's reward. You receive them as a husband, you get, if, if you're the wife to them, you get the husband's reward. Or in, the, in this case, if you receive them as your wife, and not just as an anointed woman of God, you receive the wife's reward. And you can be there, and the person is carrying rewards. And serving other people who are receiving him a certain way. And it's not because God doesn't want it for us. No, God wants it for us. God wants it for us. That's why he's teaching us about honor. And so that's why your scripture says that if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a what? A prophet's reward. The prophet's reward is fulfillment of the word of God on your life. He gave a prophecy because I... Because when my heart shifted, I was receiving him now as a man of God, as a prophet. How many of you, if God came and told you that you're going to have land, if, if you know, you know, you know, you know, eh? it is God. Hmm? If he came and told you, yeah, tomorrow, you're going to have an acre of land in Kololo, and you know it is God, how many of you would doubt him? You would even post on Facebook and start giving thanks and say, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I receive. I, I, have, I now have land, friends, what? Come and check me out. My property in Kololo. It is, you even change your net worth. And you send it to your disciple before they ask. Yeah, you just tell them, I, I just feel like sharing my net worth with you this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when, when he posted that thing, I... I remember vividly. He posted it. I took a screenshot. I said, yeah, Father, I receive land for this church. Yeah, okay, we have land for the family. I should have also said I receive lands, many lands for my family. <laughs> but yeah, I, I receive land for worship. And I believed it because I was... Look, I don't take any words he says like chit chat. No, 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 no. One of the other people I, whose words I don't take very lightly is lightly at all is Pastor Angela. Oh yeah. She can be there laughing, what? Then she throws a word. And you're like, oh. 
catch on, latch on to it. Run with it. Run with it. He who receives a prophet, in the name of a prophet, receives a what? A prophet's reward. And I can tell you the prophet's reward is much more superior to a righteous man's reward, a friend's reward, a brother's reward, etc. Much, much, much more superior. And so you're probably wondering, how do we receive? Hmm. Yeah, I'm talking, who, he who receives? You're like, uh-huh. Yeah, do we line up uh, and lay down a red carpet? <laughs> like, like the way Jesus went into the... How, how do we receive the, the righteous man or the prophet? Take me to verse 42. Hmm. Verse 42. Should be there. And it says, and, and is a conjunction, right? And whoever receives one of these little ones, which little ones? The ones he's sending. Whoever gives, rather, not whoever receives. Whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of water in the name of a disciple. In other words, the reason you are giving to them the cup of water is because they're a disciple. It's because you know that they're a disciple and they have been sent. The Bible says, Assuredly, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. And so from that scripture, we understand that receiving is by giving. Hmm, yeah. That's why he says, and whoever gives. Uh-uh. Isn't it a thing in the scriptures, though? <laughs> yeah. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of what? A cup of cold water in the name of a disciple. So we receive by giving. We receive by giving. And very soon you're going to see the, the correlation. We're going to look at some stories in the Bible that, that show us these things that I've said in different ways. And one of them is, you, of course you give treasure and you give other things, but especially treasure, time, treasure, time, and other things. Um, so I would like us to look at Jesus of Nazareth in, the, in Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. I'd like us to see how different people received or did not receive Jesus and what happened, what rewards they got as a result of that. The Bible says in Mark chapter 6, verse 1, we are reading aloud together, says, Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. Mm -hmm. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Mm -hmm. Is this not a carpenter? The son of Mary? The brother of James? Joseph? Judas? And Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Verse 5. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick folk, a few sick people, and healed them. Let me back to verse 1 and 2. We are going to verse 2, verse 2. Okay? So Jesus is teaching, and these people acknowledge 
that he's doing mighty works, okay? They marvel. They, um, they receive the fact that, look, this person is doing mighty works. Okay? He is, he's, they, they probably see that it is God working. But then, in, in, the, in, in verse 3, they start questioning him. They start, in their mind, they reduce him from being the anointed person he is. They are like, but is this not the carpenter? They know his profession. Carpentry. Hmm? Probably not the most glamorous profession. Is this not the son of Mary? The son of Mary, that girl who, who got pregnant before she was married. Is this not the son of Mary? The, in, they know his profession. They know his parents. His, he, he does not come from a very glorious family. The brother of James. They know his brothers. In other words, they are very familiar with who Jesus is. They know him well. They've seen him quite a bit. They probably played with him. They probably went to school with him. They probably have better jobs, better paying jobs than he does. And so because of that, the Bible says they were offended at him. And the Bible says, because they were offended at him and looked at him that way, he, he said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country. In others, in his own country, amongst familiar people, in most cases, a prophet does not have honor in those places. He's not honored. He's not received as a prophet. And in verse, in, in verse 5, he says that he could do no mighty work there. Now, this is Jesus that we are talking about. Give me Acts 10, 38. Acts 10, 38, the Bible says that how God, I, I don't hear you reading, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. The reason Jesus could not do mighty works in the other place is not because he was not an anointed man of God. The scripture is here saying how God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about in different places. He went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And yet in his own country, the, the testimony of the scriptures is that he could do no mighty work there. In other words, your experience of the anointing is not a function of the anointed, but a function of you. Hmm. Your experience of the anointing is not a function of the anointed. But it's a function of you. It's a function of how you receive the anointed person. It's a function of how, you, how highly you esteem the anointed person. It's a, fun, it's a function of how you honor the anointed person. It's not a function of the anointed though. Apostle Moses is a very anointed person. He's very anointed. He's, I mean, he's built a ministry this big with all these branches, all these locations in different places in the country and out of, uh, and out of the country, even out of the continent. He's anointed for business. Business. He's anointed for, for personal finance. Like he can, he can just move your personal finances from huh, hustle eh, 
to flourishing. He's anointed for marriages. I mean, don't you see uh, Pastor Ari as in and, and their marriage? Incredible marriage. He's anointed. He's anointed. You see, he has this gift of simplifying complex things and turning them into simple not necessarily simple in the sense simple but he he helps you he breaks them down in ways you can understand and quickly transfer them to other people incredible incredibly creative but you see you can sit in this house and not experience financial prosperity not because that's not going to happen to you because you're being taught. Not because apostle is not anointed. No, he is very anointed for it. But because you have not yet received him a certain way. When he tells you to save 20%, you start asking, does he have a doctorate in economics or something? Oh yeah, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> guys, don't be sad, okay? Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah it's not because he's not anointed for those things he is he is he's anointed to teach he's anointed for speed his things eh? yeah whatever he starts he just does like that quickly so the thing even with jesus is that he carried around this anointing that could do incredible stuff but when he went to his own where he was not honored anointing was neutralized this honor neutralizes the anointing it makes the anointing like of no effect the person is there fully fully anointed for you but they can't do anything they can't do anything i have to move you people <laughs> mary judas jesus Wait, is this a scripture I want? Yeah. No, 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 no. It is Martha first. I'll come to Judas later. <laughs> In Mark 14, chapter 3, chapter 14 rather, verse 3 to 5. We're going to look at Mary, Martha, Lazarus and see how these people honored the anointing and caused the anointing to work a certain way in their lives. He says in Mark 14, chapter 3, Mark 14, verse 3 to 5, he says, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. Uh -huh. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. Sharply. This thing has reminded me, I had a friend who was called Sharply. Yeah, like for real. What was his name? <laughs> no, not like how I became blessed. Like, yeah, that, that's his name. Yes. I'm about to find out why he was named that. But yeah, uh, they criticized him sharply. They criticized her sharply. Uh, take me, th that's not sharply, okay? That's, take me back to the verse, verse 3. So here, here is a story of this lady who goes and, 
and buys very costly oil. And the Bible says in, in I think, John, that it was, that the price of the oil was an equivalent of her years and her annual wages, okay? Imagine you get your income for, for the year 2021, okay? You get all your income for the year 2021. Have you got a it in your head? Have you got a it in your head? Yeah, you have, right? You have. And then you take a plane, okay, and go to where uh, Pastor Angela knows where most of these beautiful things are sold, perfumes. Which country would you go to? France, maybe. Yeah. Go to France, Paris. If you want nice, nice things, you talk to me very well, and I will talk to Pastor Angela. She knows the nice things, okay? So you first talk to me. <laughs> so I can talk to her. Anyway, so you get your income. You get onto a plane, go to Paris, and enter one of those shops. And you buy a really, 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 really costly <laughs> perfume. Mm. And, you, and you fly back really costly. The, the amount of your annual wage, your annual salary, or your annual income for the whole year. You get it, move with it. You come back to UG. And you come to worship harvest Nalia, okay? And you find, you find a man or woman of God seated somewhere. And you get that perfume and you spray it all over them until it is done. In other words, you are spraying your entire income for one year on their feet. Yeah, on their feet. That is what that lady did. On their feet. And then, can you imagine all your friends who know what you did? What they are telling you, they are like, yeah, something is wrong with your head. Yeah. Those guys, like, there's something wrong with your head. How, how could you do that? Because the Bible says they criticized him sharply. Couldn't you get that money and get it to use and get it to feed the poor? Couldn't you get that money and use it to build houses for the homeless and take the, the, the children to school, children in the community to school? Why would you get that money and buy a perfume and just spray it on, on the feet of an anointed person? John 11, 1 to 4. I'm going to show you why. And what happened? The Bible says in John 11, 1, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, uh, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. That's Mary that we are... Uh, 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 it was that Mary who anointed the Lord. The Mary that we talked about was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, 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 the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, whom you love is what? Sick. Now, this lady who anointed Jesus with that very expensive oil is the one whose brother is sick. Okay? And the Bible says, uh, long story, really, time, but in John eleven thirty four. 34. 
So a, a lot happens in there. Lazarus dies. Um, his scent is put in a grave. You can go and read that from John 11, 34 to um, verse 44. He's put in a grave um, for, for four days. Four days he's in a grave. Dead in a grave. Now, Jesus... I believe that in Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, he performed one of the most significant miracles of all his time. Because I, I was reading about, um, and I won't get you into the details, I was reading about what happens to the human body four days after the heart stops beating. <laughs> I thought Dr. Okulo was going to be uh, my plan, my plan originally when I was preparing the sermon. I was tell Dr. Okulo, now at this point you come and explain to us what exactly happens. But <laughs> he's ably represented and <laughs> by Dr. Angela Okulo. <laughs> anyway, all I need you to know is that three to four days after a person has passed on and they are put in the grave, eh? One, of course, automatically their heart is not beating. That's why they are dead. <laughs> their liver is not functioning. The body has started decomposing. Can you imagine? This body here has started decomposing, changing color. The blood clots. Okay, the brain is filled with describing the thing over fluid and what. Certain enzymes are eating up everything that was in the body. Like it it is dead, dead and decomposing. It's not like Lazarus was in a coma. He wasn't in a coma. He was dead and buried. Four days in a grave. Four days. And Jesus shows up on the scene. Can read the scripture and he cries. The Bible says that he cried and said, Lazarus! Uh, not this one, please. That one is for your... <laughs> <laughs> that one is for your memory verse. In verse 43, Bible says, Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth! And the Bible says that, And he, that who, and he who had died came out bound hand and foot. They had even bound him with grave clothes. Olaba movie. <laughs> and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Can you imagine Jesus just said, come forth, and the body that was decomposing for days, the, the heart started pumping again. The blood that, that was clotting, that had clotted rather, just started flowing again in the body. The nose started breathing in and out the oxygen and the carbon dioxide, respectively. The lungs started working. The liver Four days, the skin that was decomposing just put itself back together. And the man, the brain was able to interpret that someone is calling you from outside and you need to walk and go. He, <laughs> yeah. Lazarus, do what? Come forth. It's not because there were not other dead people in Israel at that time. No, they were there. Oh yeah. But this miracle 
was performed for the lady who recognized something about Jesus. Oh yeah. Her experience was different, different from everyone else because of how much she honored the anointing on the life of Jesus. That is how Jesus was able to say, Lazarus, do what? Come forth. Oh yeah. How many people did he call out? Did you read about in the scripture? He had the capacity to do it. It's not that he didn't have the capacity. He had it. He had the capacity. And yet he only did it for the people. For the lady who anointed him. With that expense. For the lady who went and got all her earnings for one year and brought it and poured it at the feet of Jesus. The anointing you honor is the one that works for you. Yeah. The anointing you honor is the one that works for you. Look, Jesus even had disciples who were walking close by. And yet, this miracle was performed by that one lady. What things are dead in your life because you have not honored the people that God has sent to you? My ministry was dead. And yet, I had the power to raise that ministry from wherever it was, is, was always there. I was always in the presence of that power. But I never experienced it. My finances, I was, we were hustling with my wife, hustling. Yeah. But because we were taught to honor, and when we honored, one of the benefits that came with it is that that anointing was released to flow to us. It's like having a, a tank full of water and you're thirsty. And when you choose to honor, it's like you're unlocking the tap and the water starts flowing and gushing out to you to quench your thirst. That's what happens with Mary. Ah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Look guys, honor is a heart issue. Yeah. There was this guy called Judas as I conclude. Okay? Bible says in verse uh, John 12. Let's go to John 12 verse verse 3. John 12, 3. The Bible says that then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, disciples, those ones even went and prayed on the mountain and called to himself, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, uh-huh. Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Yeah. Then he said, not, th- this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a what? A thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. Now I need you to see that the reason, we, the reason we are teaching you about honor is not necessarily about the substance. It's about your heart. God is after your heart. Okay? This guy wasn't a bad person. 
It's just that because he dishonored Jesus, I mean, while the other person was giving Jesus, while Mary was giving Jesus of her substance, this guy was taking from Jesus of his substance. He was just stealing. In other words, that should show you that he never believed that this was God. I mean, how do you steal from God? Yeah, you first believe he's not God, then you steal. Because look, if you know he's God, he's so dead in Amugerek. You will know that, look, one, he is seeing me, okay? Two, if he doesn't like theft, okay? If I am grabbed, look, if human beings, when they grab you when you're stealing, eh, they treat you a certain way. Like, like, you, like you should have some reverence and fear. But this guy never believed Jesus. And how do I know he never believed Jesus? It was because of the way he dealt with his substance when it came to Jesus. He was stealing from Jesus instead of giving to Jesus. And the outcome was different. The outcome of Judas's, Judas's actions was death and destruction. The outcome of Mary's giving was life. Resurrection, life. The other one, death, destruction. This one, life, prosperity, flourishing. We still talk about that Mary today. Not because she performed any major miracle, no. But because she honored the anointing. The anointed and his anointing. Child of God, even as I conclude, God has set you up for increase. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to live the best life. God wants you to be the best at everything that you do. God wants your marriage to thrive. God wants your ministry to thrive. God wants your business to thrive. God wants you to get out of a life of hustle. That is why he has sent his anointed and his anointing to you. Will you receive them as the prophets that he has sent to you? Because the anointing you honor is the one that works for you. Not the anointing you just see. Because many people saw the anointing at work. They never honored that anointing. The anointing you honor is the one that flows and works in your life. And so from today, I want you to train your heart using your substance. Because we have learned that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We've learned that treasure leads the heart. I told you my story. It started by me honoring Apostle Mose and Pastor Ari. We didn't have much. No. There's a time we, we trekked and went to their home and honored them with a seed that, yeah, wasn't. Uh, mm. Yeah, but it's what we had then. Never despise your seed, I learned. But it's what we had then. When we started doing it, our hearts started shifting. And once our hearts shifted, the anointing started to flow. The anointing started to flow. So child of God, quit a life of struggle. Receive the people that God has sent to you and you will flourish in your life. You receive that word this morning. Can we all stand up on our feet? Oh, wow. This is where I invite Pastor Angela to help me conclude the service. <laughs> yeah, she's coming. See, she's my mother, so... She knows wow. how to wrap up these things well. What a word. What a word. Can we please celebrate Papa Blesso? And now can we celebrate Jesus?
yeah. for the amazing word that he's given us. I totally believe that Jesus is setting us up for increase. June is about to reset. There's a buzz. June is about to reset and to abide. When you abide, you become fruitful. Where should I stand? There's a buzz. Please. And it's, it's not a mistake that in the month we are abiding to become fruitful, we are being taught about honor. Right? Yes. One of those life's accelerators. So I know that as he was teaching, you received a word. This is what I'm going to ask you to do. Work on it quickly, straight away, instantly. Do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. Right? Awesome. You know the people in this room, you came today and maybe someone invited you. I'm so distracted by whatever you're doing to my microphone. Can I have another one? Awesome. Don't touch it. Leave it the way it is. So, maybe you are invited by someone today. Come to our church. Apostle is teaching. You were invited by someone, they dragged you along. You're online and you're like, someone sent you the link and you're like, today, let me see these things. I mean, they've been sending you a link for three months. And you're like, you know what, today, I'm going to watch that link. And you have never made the decision to become born again. And to tell you that being born again for me is the best decision of my life. And I don't say it fleetingly okay I do not have a testimony of having a hard life and then I got born again and I got a good life you know what I mean okay I don't have a testimony of about what my school fees used not to get paid about my parents did love me about there was no money no okay about what I went to good schools I've lived a good life I'm telling you that being born again is the best decision that I have made in my life. Why? Whereas I was living a good life, I was not living a God life. A life of ease. A life where you are able to have someone that, that, that loves you in spite of who you are. A life of grace. You understand grace? It's both undeserved favor, but it's also the ability to do things that you would never have thought you could do in your life. A life where you know that you're forgiven no matter what. Do you understand? In a good life, you pay for everything you do. Good or bad, in a good life, there is grace. You don't get what you deserve. Okay? He gives, he gives beauty for ashes. Do you understand? He gives forgiveness. Like, the, you can, like this. That's, that's the world I walked into. And maybe that's you today where you have lived a life like me and you're like, but why do I need God? But also you might be in the room or online and uh, your life has been a life of struggle. A life of struggle. Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day of salvation. Today is the day you become a part of a loving family. My goodness, it's so good to be there and there's someone who rejoices over you with singing because that's what God does. It's so good to be there when God tells you that I'll provide for all your needs. Do you understand? A life of hustle. There's a gentleman here today. You came and you've been hustling and God is saying, I want to take that 
away from you. So if you're not born again, if you're not saved, today is your day. Today is your day of salvation in this room and online. And I'm going to invite you to do something bold and exciting. I just want you to put up your hand wherever you are. And yes, I see your hand, my brother. Put up your hand wherever. Put it up boldly. Today is your day of salvation. I see your hand, my sister. Neighbors, can you just walk with that person to the front? Gentlemen who put up your hand, just come to the front. Yes, come to the front. Come to the front wherever you are. Heaven is celebrating. Guys, guys, can we do that thing where we try and imitate what's happening in heaven? Can you make some noise? Can you clap? And can you celebrate our brothers and sisters who are coming to the Lord today? The Bible says that there's a celebration in heaven. Can I shake your hand? Please let me shake your hand. My sister, my brother, welcome to the family of God. There may be someone else in the room and you're still like, but I've been coming to church a few times. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to give you 30 more seconds. Wow, our time. 30 more seconds. Neighbors, just ask your friend, is it, are you the one would you like to get born again? It's okay. We'll ask your neighbor. Ask them, are you born again? And then if they say no, tell them, would you like to give your life to Christ? We are doing the thing that we've been learning about called preaching. Okay? So neighbor, is your neighbor born again? I'm asking you, your neighbor, not your neighbor. Is your neighbor born again? Can we celebrate? Can we celebrate? Wow! Wherever you are, at the different locations, there's a pastor standing at the front waiting for you to come forward and they're going to pray with you. So can we pray? You're going to pray after me. And can you join them to support them? Okay? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your gift of grace. Today I am born again. Today I give my life to you. Today I walk into light. Today I walk into love. Thank you for forgiving all my sins. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. So at the different locations, there's a pastor who's going to go with you to the side and we take your details. Here at Worship Harvest Nadia, Pastor Stephen Hamia is waiting for you. Just go to the corner. They're not taking you far. They're just going to take your names and your details so that we can contact you and walk this journey with you. Amen? Very quickly, there's such an environment of faith in the room today, Right? One of the things that happens when Papa Blesso teaches is just that faith, faith thing. Do you understand? You'll be feeling like, eh, I can do it all. I can get the land. I can what? Do you understand? So there's an environment of faith. Now, this is the thing we are going to do. Hmm? There's a thing you've been desiring in your heart. Right? Speak in tongues right now because I just want to make it sort of ready just. But I want you to give thanks. Speak in tongues and receive it. In the name of Jesus, receive healing. Receive healing in the name of Jesus. 
You know, I command your throat to stop hurting in the name of Jesus. I command your head to stop hurting in the name of Jesus. Receive. Someone needs materials. They've been building. Receive those materials for building. Someone has been looking. You wanted to hire someone. You wanted to hire someone. The person is coming. Receive that person of peace in the name of Jesus. Someone made a joke earlier in the lovers gathering that I need to receive my spouse. Receive them. In the name of Jesus, receive them, receive them, receive them. Someone needs money. The figure in my head that's coming is five million. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Location pastors, receive your land. Hey, receive the land for your location. Receive it, receive it, receive an act to church. As soon as I said that, someone in their heart was like, act to church. 3,000 people attending. Receive it. By the way, we're receiving things right now. We're receiving. Receive it in Jesus' name. Someone receive life. Receive life. You're standing here. You think you are going to die. You will live and not die in Jesus' name. For someone, it's for a loved one. You will live and not die in Jesus' name. I cancel diabetes in this room. I cancel high and low blood pressure in this room. I cancel and I chase it out in this room. I chase it out of your lives and I chase it out of the lives of your loved ones. Get out. Get out. Receive it. Father, thank you so much for everything that you're giving out. Thank you for the angels that are walking around this room and giving out the rewards and gifts that you have for us. We receive them. We give you glory. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. Thank you for coming to church today. See you next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.